Wilmington giant? Yes, yes, the chalk figure carved into Windover Hill. I'm excavating at its feet, so to speak. It's only a mile away. I assented, and we set out into a cool, crisp June night under a glimmering moon. I'd hoped the fresh air would soothe my frayed nerves, but in effect was quite the reverse. We took a winding course from the inn to Wilmington Street, and the undulating landscape was filled with shadows, alien and ominous in shape. Edford waxed lyrical on the respective abilities of his two students, and his high-pitched voice exacerbated my agitation. I tried unsuccessfully to block out the sound. I didn't mention that Parker is the eldest son of Sir Roger Bart of Melford Hall, did I? I? I try and avoid it, you see, because the fellow's rather too big for his boots, as it is. He's a possible classic student, hence his interest in the Roman remains we've unearthed. Hughes, on the other hand, is quite brilliant. He's one of my history students, but I suspect his real interest is my daughter, who is a bit of a hoyden, I'm afraid. My thoughts turned to my own family. I neglected them to the point where the distance between us seemed impossible to bridge. When my son Albert died of consumption, I hadn't shed a single tear. I don't know why. I just didn't have it in me. Emma pleaded with me to take a rest from work. But there was always an excuse. The Fenians. The Antisarists. The Jubilee plot. Albert died four years ago, and I hadn't taken a single leave of absence since. It had taken an order from the assistant commissioner himself two days ago, and even then I'd followed it to the letter, ignoring the intent, yet out of London. I did on the trail of the Macedonian. As we entered Wilmington Village, ruins loomed up ahead, behind a high stone wall. Do you know that it was very near here that the scientific study of archaeology began? I bit back a harsh reply and tried to sound interested. No, no, I, I didn't. Sispany not. It was General Pitt Rivers' first major dig. Oh, that's Wilmington Prior over there. The foundations are 11th century, but the ruins are 14th. We'll cut along in front, next to the coppice. Now, I was saying about General Pitt Rivers... He started. We turned into a narrow footpath between the priory and a small but dense wood. Moss and the tendrils of large plants encroached on the path. The wall was covered with lichen and creeping ivy, the roots eating away at the stone as if nature were trying to reclaim the building and return the earth to its primeval state. I glanced at the dank, fecund wood and shuddered involuntarily. Edford crooked up his stick under his arm and enumerated on his fingertips. One stratigraphic excavation, meaning layer by layer, Two, the significance of the small find and the plain artifact. Three, the use of field notes, photography, and plan maps. Four, the publication of results. And five, the cooperation of indigenous populations. It sounds exactly like detective work. I'm used, darting another look at the eldritch trees. What was that, Langham? I realized my blunder, my first ever. <laughs> Too late. I may as well tell you the truth. I'm a police detective of an inspector at Scotland Yard. It's Signor Rossi, isn't it? I knew it. He's a socialist. Or a communist. No, no, uh, an anarchist. He's an anarchist, isn't he? Although I usually err on the side of discretion, I thought it prudent to assuage, at least a little, of Edford's curiosity. I've no interest in Rossi. It's Makedonsky I'm watching. 
The Russian? Is he an anarchist? He's a Macedonian, and no, he's not an anarchist. It's, it's more of a routine observation. He gave me an exaggerated wink and passed a finger to his lips. You can't fool me, Inspector, but don't concern yourself. I'm as loyal a subject as any. You may rest assured that no one shall learn your secret from me. It wasn't his politics, but his habitual chattering, I feared. Despite my guff, I felt relieved when we passed the edge of the wood and into a sward. The sensation was short-lived, however, and I grew uneasy again as we approached a line of massive oaks. Edford pointed over the top of the trees to a steep hill. In the moonlight I discerned the outline of a huge man in a sickly sulphurous color. I gasped. Is that him? The long-man guardian of the South Downs. He's 230 feet high.